You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode 20. And today, I am taking you behind the scenes into the secret life of a senior examiner. So if your teen is going to be taking external or even internal formative exams anytime soon, then this is the episode for you. Now, as you can imagine, I have a lot I want to share on this. So this is going to be the first episode of a two-part series. So be sure to also join me next week for part two, episode number 21. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hello, my very important parents. I hope you are doing great, especially if you have a teen who is about to embark on their external final exams. And I know that is many of you here in Australia or in New Zealand or in any of the international schools. And I also know that my friends in the Northern Hemisphere, you will soon be on the lead up to mock exams. And of course, those final exams will be here before we know it because time is just flying by. And that is why I want to share with you here on the podcast the key information from a free resource for parents that I have created called Six Secrets of a Senior Examiner. Secrets I should mention that you are absolutely and totally allowed to know and that I am allowed to be sharing with you. And these are secrets that, yes, are going to boost your teen's results and confidence and do it in any subject, but give you as the parent just that know-how and that understanding of how exams work, give you the opportunity to really be there to help and support your teen if or when they need it, to maybe surprise them with your knowledge and understanding of what is really going on, or at least just to be a little bit more savvy, a little bit more aware, whether you are talking to teachers, whether you may be getting feedback on your teen's exams, whatever it might be. And you can go get this free resource if you would like. It is available for just a limited period of time at www.gradetransformation.com forward slash secrets. So that's www.gradetransformation.com greattransformation.com forward slash secrets. You can go there and get your free copy if you haven't already. I know that some of you already have. And the reason that I put together this resource, these six top secrets that I think everybody needs to know. I think the students need to know them. And I think a lot of teachers need to know them. Any teachers that have not done external exam board marking. And of course, I know that many of you as parents just love to be across these things as well. Because I see so many students in class and I hear from so many parents about their teens who are working away in class, in homework, in assignments, and they understand the subject content. 
and they are writing all of their notes, they're completing their homework, and they're even doing pretty well when it comes to assignments or research projects or whatever other assessments they may be given, like coursework. But when it comes to exams, those are the things that are, let's just say, letting them down. Maybe those results are not where their other assessments are and where maybe your teen or you or or their teachers know they could be. And from the other side of things as well, I hear so many teachers, you know, in the staff room or teachers that I talk to professionally who are saying, oh my goodness, they get it in class. Why can't they do it in the exam? Like, oh, my class's results have come through. Like they're not, you know, where I would have hoped or this student, like, oh my goodness, I was sure they were going to get this grade and they didn't. And they themselves are often like sort of puzzled about why this is. And sometimes they think, oh, well, okay, they must have just not revised well enough. Or, you know, the the teen, the, the student didn't put in the work. And I know from, you know, talking to and working with so many students and talking to so many parents that that isn't the case. And I know from being an external exam board marker, scrutiny panel member, um, exam writer for external exam boards and having done this for multiple exam boards internationally, I know what is causing this to happen. I know why they're losing marks. I see... Marks that they could and should, the, the shoulda, coulda, woulda, <laughs> that they shoulda, coulda, woulda got if they'd have known, you know, how those exam questions are written, what they that translates to in terms of the marking guide, what is counted as an appropriate level of detail and what isn't, and then how to have the steps, the strategies and skills to make that happen for them. So as a senior examiner, I want to make one thing clear. I can tell you, that boosting your teen's grades, their confidence as they walk into the exam hall does not mean, does not require them to be slaving over textbooks for more hours than they already are, cramming in more and more subject content. Your teen can absolutely increase their results by often at least one full grade. I often say to students, you know, what if we could just get you three more marks on a paper? Like that is totally doable. And that can be the difference between a whole grade. But what I really think is possible for students is to get at least one more mark on every page of an exam paper. Let's just say that there is just one eight mark question on a page and let's say they're getting six. Could I get them to seven? Absolutely. Well, let's just say there are two or three short response questions that are worth, you know, two marks, three marks, four marks. Could they get at least one more mark in one of those questions on that page? Totally. So is it reasonable to say that they could be getting at least one more mark on every page of any exam paper that they sit? Because as you hopefully know by now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, all of these skills, these strategies and techniques are what I call universal. That means they work across all different subjects, all different exam boards, states, countries, systems. And that's why I'm sharing these insider, I'm calling them secrets, just because most people don't know them and people aren't sharing them, but I'm totally allowed to share them with you. Plus some of my best tips and tricks so that students can optimize their results and can get every mark that they are personally capable of on an exam paper. So let's dive in. Secret number one. This is the formula Sometimes the secret formula 
for exam success. Now, I have talked about this formula in episode number one of this podcast. It is what I opened with because it is so important. So I'm going to recap it for you right now, because the problem is that most students and honestly, many aspects of school, of college focus on just one element of academic performance, and that is the learning of the subject knowledge, the syllabus content. But this is only half of what is required for ultimate success, especially when it comes to exams and achieving that success in the most effective and efficient way. So they're not doing hours and hours and hours more study than they necessarily need to. Now, this not so secret anymore formula is knowledge plus application equals success. Knowledge plus application of that knowledge to however the question is worded and whatever is required and demanded on the mark scheme is what equals success. They could have all of the knowledge, all of the subject content in the world crammed into their brains and memorized through revision. But if they cannot put that across in the way the question is worded and to the level of detail or to the level of response that is required they are not going to get the marks they're truly capable of. So it's critical that your teen learns and hones those skills of application in order to put all of that subject knowledge to use. And by skills of application, I mean they need to become a master, ideally, of responding to exactly what a task or a question demands, what the mark scheme or the success criteria require, and have the skills to be able to break down the wording of any question, and then predict accurately and under time pressure what that will look like on the mark scheme. That's just a couple of the skills of application. And this is likely an issue for your team. They're likely missing some of those skills of application if they've ever come home and you've said, hey, how did the exam go? And they've said, yeah, I think it was pretty good. Like I answered every question. Um, I wrote some pretty long answers for some of them. Like, I feel like I put my knowledge across. But when they get the results, it's not what they were hoping for or thought they were going to achieve. This is likely what is happening. And the following five secrets are going to touch on and expand on some of those skills. Skills like exam technique. Now, there are six elements of exam technique alone that will help your teen to respond to exam questions in the way that they need to. So I won't be able to go through all of them, but we will cover some of the most important ones on this episode. And I go into more detail on them as well in the Six Secrets Guide. So make sure you go get your copy of that if you want to. www.greattransformation.com forward slash secrets. Now, I normally release this a couple of times a year, and this is one of them. So this is currently, if you're listening to this at a later date, this is currently being released in October. So either come back and check that link again if it is not available around this time of year, or I often also release it around the June sort of time as well as students are tackling exams then as well. So like I mentioned, lots of different skills, lots of different elements involved in that application part. But being aware of this as an ingredient in itself, this essential ingredient of application in the success formula is the first step to your teen finally achieving the results they're capable of and gaining a whole lot more confidence. Now let's get into secret number two. And this is where I explain why students run out of time. This is usually because 
they are taking what I call the spaghetti approach. Now that is where they are throwing all of the information that they have learned, that they have crammed in their heads, that they have written notes on against the wall, i.e. writing as much of it down as they can on paper to see what sticks. Now, some of it will some of it will stick. Some of it will get the marks. But there is going to be information that they have included because maybe they are hedging their bets. Maybe they're including things that weren't actually required by the question, but they didn't realize that. And what that means is that they are taking up more time, more word count than they need to. And I can tell you, this was definitely me as a student. I was always trying to just put down every bit of information I could that I thought sort of at least related to the question so that either A, you know, if they did want it, then great, they've got it. But even if they didn't, I would somehow impress them with all of my extra knowledge and maybe just, you know, somehow magic some marks out of nowhere, which I can tell you does not happen in external exams. It doesn't even happen in those higher year levels. Whereas, you know, I think in the lower year groups, like year seven, year eight, Teachers do give marks, you know, for effort or for extra impressive things and going over and above. And this is where I see so many parents tell me, you know, their teens' results start to reduce or decline sometimes as they go into those higher year groups. And it's not because they've stopped working hard and it's not because they're not capable of learning the information. It's because they've gotten into this habit of writing in a way that is just trying to put across as much information as possible as opposed to responding to the actual question. So bit of a tangent there. I won't go down that rabbit hole right now. But what this looks like, what this spaghetti approach looks like and how I see it show up on the thousands upon thousands of external exam papers that I have marked and scrutinized and reviewed, this is where they end up waffling. They or they end up going around in circles or they end up saying the same thing over and over again or they kind of touch on things but they never really clearly make a specific point and they go off on tangents. It's often also what I call going sort of wide and shallow in a response rather than narrow and deep, which is more often, not always, again, they've got to get expert at breaking down the question, but very often it's better, they're better to go narrow and deep with their content and their detail. So what that means is when they're going wide and shallow, like they're saying lots of different things, but they're not giving any depth or analysis or explanation to it, they're not achieving the level of detailed required or the sophistication in the level of their response. And they spend so long on some questions that then they end up losing marks down the line simply because they run out of time to do a great job on the later questions on the paper or the ones that they have left towards the end. So what is the solution? Now, of course, one of them is being able to break down the question and understand exactly what it is asking. So we're not giving additional information that isn't required. But another solution is when it comes to particularly extended responses, because this is really where I see the waffle creeping in and the tangents and then the extra information that isn't needed or going around in circles and repeating themselves is in those extended responses. So what I always tell students is it is essential for them to plan any extended response. And let me tell you, if you try and tell your teen, oh, you've just, you know, you've got to take an extra couple of minutes to plan. Here's what they're going to say. Because remember, the issue that we have here is that they are running out of time. They're going to think, I don't have time to write a plan. I don't even have time to write the answer. So they're in a bit of a catch-22 because 
They feel like they don't have the time to write a plan. But there is a proven planning system that I teach all students in the 10WGT and through my coaching that not only means they make a strategic plan so they can produce a more succinct, clear and high quality response. It is also going to make it a lot faster to write that response. I always tell students that they will basically double whatever time they spend on the plan in terms of what they save. So if they spend five minutes making a plan, that will save them 10 minutes in the actual writing of the full response. But before they can make a plan, Of course, they need to know precisely what the question is asking and therefore what is required in their answer. And that leads us nicely to secret number three. Secret number three is the most important word in every question. Every single year, I see so many students losing marks they should have, could have, would have got if they'd have known how to really master this skill. And of course, like we said in in exams, do it under time pressure. That is the problem that they don't know exactly what the question means or is really asking. And therefore, they're covering the right topic in their answer, but not at the right level of detail or with the correct focus. This is where the teacher writes something like, you haven't actually answered the question or ATQ, answer the question. And the solution to this is identifying the command word in any question. That is the verb. Often we call it the cognition or the directive or the task verb. And they are the words like explain, discuss, analyze, describe. And every question has a command and a level of that cognition. The problem is, is that sometimes they are not always as obvious as just the verb in the question. Not every question will have a verb, but sometimes they really are. The key is to make sure that first of all, your teen understands what these are. But what I find is that probably about 50% of students don't know that. And then I have maybe like about 40% of students who know of them and they kind of know to look for them or they can pick them out, but they're still missing the part where they don't really know what to do with it. Like if I really put a student on the spot and I'm like, what does it really mean to explain? Or what is the difference between explaining and analyzing? They can't really tell me. They'll sort of give me a vague description or they'll start to sort of, you know, waffle around it a little bit. It's a bit like the spaghetti approach answer. (laughs) But they can't give me a definitive, confident response to that. And that is the problem. Now, I can't go into all of the detail on this in this particular episode. But if you want more on this, I have two whole modules just dedicated to this skill in the 10-week Great Transformation program. It is huge. And the reason I dedicate so much training to it is because it is so important. It makes the biggest difference out of all the things I teach to students. So what I would advise just as a starting point for this is to go to your teen's exam board and find their list of, they may call them cognitive verbs, directives, command words, task verbs. Command words is generally the word I use as an overarching one, so they may not call them those. But find that list and get it downloaded with the explanation of what each one means for their exam board. And just use that as a starting point. So those are my first three 
of my six secrets of a senior examiner, things that I see going on behind the scenes and things that I get to observe as I mark, as I'm a part of writing panels, scrutiny panels, and of course, marking thousands of students' exam papers and have done so over the past decade. So I hope that some of those insights and my advice and tips are helpful. Please be sure to come and join me next week for the second part in this two episode series. Make sure you go download the Six Secrets Guide in the meantime, and I will see you back here next week. Have a great week. Bye. If you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week grade transformation program, where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks, or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program and I'll see you there.